Welcome to the Challenge Solutions Podcast. I'm Macy, and today I'm joined by Caitlin and Cole, and we are going to be talking about our experiences in science classes. Science classes, I feel like, are kind of one of those things where, like, as a blind student, they can be really, really good or really, really bad, and there's not usually any kind of in-between. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's been my experience anyway. So we're going to kind of give you a rundown of what we do in the classroom versus experiments and group work, which is always fun. And then uh, kind of our strategies for getting through the science part of the ACT test. I don't think any of us have taken the SAT, right? Mm -mm. No, I haven't. Okay. So it'll just be the science ACT. But yeah, so for in class, I have primarily used Braille and then a lot of tactile models. So I'm in a biology class right now and I just finished my unit on pedigrees and Punnett squares. My teacher is amazing. So I had her use, well, she decided to use wiki sticks and um, yes, all kinds of tactile things to make Punnett squares. I actually ended up making a 16, no, no, no. <laughs> I actually ended making a four by four Punnett square with a bunch of wiki sticks and googly eyes and beads and paper clips. And like, I feel like that's the way to do science, right? Yeah. I don't know if you guys have had similar experiences or if, you know, you have. Yeah. When it comes to, um, a lot of like, uh, the tactile things. So like in physics, obviously there's like a lot of, uh, like forces stuff, so like balancing forces and stuff like that. And so it was very confusing, uh, at first, but I had, um, my, uh, my para Miss Rue would actually like go and, and, and make, um, the the uh basically the little uh descriptions or uh examples of the of the problems in uh with wiki sticks and she was really really good at them and so um it definitely uh made it so much easier to really follow along because it starts to get very complicated very quickly in terms of balancing forces and stuff like that and understanding the angles um within it and stuff like that for trigonometry and so honestly i think wiki sticks is Definitely best. Not the little drawing, raising lines board. That thing was, it wasn't, it wasn't detailed enough to really do much of uh, uh, at least anything for me. That is, I don't know about your experiences, but um, now the wiki sticks, I think for sure, in terms of just like uh, in the classroom and dealing with those, uh, those problems that involved a, uh, a visual uh, not necessarily a graph, but like a picture almost um, describing right. the, um, uh, like where maybe a box is on a ramp and then having to lay out all the forces I can do with wiki sticks on top of that. And then when my teacher comes over, I can be like, Hey, this is supposed to represent this and, uh, and stuff like that. Instead of actually, you know, like the other students were drawing them out on uh, pieces of paper and labeling everything. So that's what I did in terms of um, in uh, class stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree. Wiki sticks are, in my opinion, are the superior graphic making tool. Because like with the boards, the problem is it's never precise because I mean, the teacher messes up and they're like, oh, you know, it's fine. It's not perfect. But 
The thing is, it needs to be perfect for us to get an understanding. Exactly. I remember in my geometry class, we were drawing angles and things like that. And Mm -hmm. we were using the the draftsman. And there would be, like, mistakes. But she'd just be like, so this is this here. And then they try to draw raised print letters, which is never okay. Yeah, why would you? Like, why why would you do do that? (laughs) And also just... I don't know if it's like a personal thing, but the paper, the paper that you use in those. Yes, I agree. Draftsman paper is bad. The drawing boards are just terrible. Wiki sticks are definitely the superior option unless you have a TVI who can emboss the kind of squares and other tactile graphics on like a Phoenix embosser. We did that for one of my science classes. My TVI made like a punted square diagram from the phoenix and then i actually use little pieces of velcro on the backs of braille plastic and would put them in the punted squares to make the squares and we also tried doing like different objects and things like that and that worked out really well for that class also side note i may be disappearing in a second because uh, my ceiling is leaking and maintenance is in the process of dealing with it. So you guys may not hear me talking very much, but <laughs> I will fun. pop in as possible. Cole and I are really going to have to carry our weight this episode, I guess. Definitely. We, we, will. we will. Yeah, so I definitely agree. Using an embosser is also a really good option. We also did that for some of my pundit squares. And honestly, that is probably the best option when it is available because if you have it in braille and you're able to manipulate the braille letters you're seeing exactly what everyone else is seeing and you're not having to have like a bunch of random objects and being like okay okay so the paper clip represents the dominant trait and the googly eye represents the recessive trait and the bead and the (laughs) like You know, it definitely helps, especially when you get into the dihybrid crosses where you have like four different letters in every box and you, it it gets really confusing when you get up there. So definitely if you can get it in braille, I use wiki sticks primarily because we were doing so much in such a small amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was no, I mean, I did get some of them embossed, but I mean, there was so much and it wasn't really necessary, especially with the smaller ones. I actually got to the point where with just the normal pundit squares, I can pretty much do them in my head. Right. And I definitely recommend it. Like if you can practice for, you know, a few extra questions and get that skill, you're going to appreciate it later because I definitely did. Yeah. Well, because wiki sticks are extremely uh, flexible, you know what I mean? And, and in terms of being able to make like another thing very quickly after you've already used it, you know? Yes. Um, and so that's, I mean, like I know in geometry for sure, that was something that uh, that I used a ton, just having to switch from, from question to question. And I did use that for physics a ton as well. Right, definitely. And I just used uh, wiki sticks to uh, build pedigrees. And boy, was I happy for that because we got these really, really complicated ones. Uh, There ended up being being inbreeding in the family. So then I really had to rearrange (laughs) some things. And it was an interesting experience, um, (laughs) to say the least. But I was so thankful that I had those because had I tried to draw that out, A, my lines would not have connected efficiently because, you know, uh, I'm not the best at that. And right. B, I would have had to start over like three times because come to find out someone's husband has the same grandfather as them. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. But um, 
Yeah, no, I remember, I remember using um, friggin' wiki sticks for, uh, for pedigrees as well. And um, my, uh, my para was, so she was really, really good at using wiki sticks. She was uh, a person who really loved arts and crafts. And so she liked to uh, also, she would, you know, cut the wiki sticks into smaller ones to like, do, you know, have like yes. a little smaller piece that connects in between. And so she would have really detailed stuff. If she, as long as uh, my teacher would, would come to us ahead of time um, with, with some of the problems that we were going to do, she would be able to make some, some good uh, wiki stick uh, representations of them. So that's another good thing is to, to advocate with, um, with, with, with teachers and have that kind of open communication and see if maybe um, if it'd be beneficial to you to get some of the questions the, or the pictures early. And so your TVI or, or somebody like that can, can help adapt things for you ahead of time because again it can be it can take a bit to do things so getting things ahead of time so you can do it at the same time as everybody else in class is uh, really advantageous yes so my ap biology teacher is actually not a very artsy and craftsy kind of person but she's Mm -hmm. super ocd so she's like obsessed with everything being as perfect and detailed as possible which i actually really appreciate no it's not a bad thing at all and I don't have a para, and my TVI could definitely do it, but my science teacher is very like, I want to be teaching you, like, oh, I'm your awesome. teacher, and so she will make the things before class, and she also, she was the type of teacher who really wanted the flexibility of her class, not the kind of teacher that is not prepared, but the kind of teacher who, if you need an extra day, if people aren't getting something, she's going to give you more time and more problems to work with, so it was a very... Well, it is a very mm-hmm. fluid learning environment, yeah. which means that getting things to the TVI, especially when you're talking about, you know, getting to a para, you could probably have it like a couple of days ahead. But with a TVI who's embossing and has multiple students, we pretty much need a week. I mean, we could yeah. get it in a day, but she would be working some long hours. So we try not to do yeah. that. So my biology teacher is kind of just like, look, I'll just make them. And so she does. That's how I ended up with the... Uh, popcorn kernels and googly eyes and paperclip squares and they're not always as beneficial when you get into that higher level stuff sometimes I feel like you do need the braille labels they do help a lot but also I I learned everything that I needed to know and she was just really really great about you know making sure that I had it and that I understood everything and that everything was drawn out for me perfectly so she's amazing Yes. Um, yes. More teachers like that would be awesome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but no, so, that that seems really good because like, you know, some of the, I, I like, I understand obviously, you know, with the higher level stuff, you know, the self-made stuff can only go so far before, you know, you really would like to use, um, you know, the, the braille and the embosser and stuff like that. But um, no, I think her doing that at least at the start to be able to give you a good foundation, because I feel like getting a good foundation of, of the, of the, of the subject or the unit that you're on um, in terms of if it's kind of visual is extremely important. Absolutely. You know, it, you know, it's for me, like in that, um, in that physics class with, um, with, with these uh, force diagrams, um, it really took me a second to really fully like, wrap my head around it but once I did uh, it was able to build the foundation so uh, force diagrams from that point onwards were, were super easy but yes. um, being able to make sure that that uh, that start that that click where things come together happens as quick as possible is uh, really nice definitely and I think that having multiple ways I mean okay so I've seen this with the braille letters but can I apply the braille letter concept to 
paper clips and popcorn kernels, you know, that almost takes you to a new level. Like you have to really understand yeah. what's happening. You're not just letting letters fall down into boxes anymore with Punnett squares. That's the unit we're in. So that's why I'm like super Punnett squares. I, I get you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but you know, it's not that anymore. It's like, okay, so I have these things in these boxes. What does that mean? And even though it takes mm-hmm. longer, I think it really does cement the like idea and like you said the foundations that are so important so that is kind of the you know tactile graphic biology and physics side of things but what about like when you get into chemistry and you have all these chemical equations and you're balancing Mm -hmm. them and all that kind of thing you know cole have you had any experience as far as like even physical science or yes yeah in my physical science class we did some um some balancing of equations um and then I mean, that's the farthest extent that I really got uh, into some uh, huge, like, big chemistry stuff. But yeah, chemical equations can be very difficult to wrap your head around because they're they can be so long um, and stuff like that. So sometimes they're hard to like, especially like balancing them and being able to follow along with that can be very difficult. How did you do that um, in your chemistry class? So I didn't take chemistry and you said before that you didn't either. So, but I also balanced in physical science and I was curious about you because I did all of that in Braille and I actually ended up, we kind of had to make our own code of, you know, how we were going to do things because I used a refreshable Braille display. And at this Mm. point it was my what freshman year and I was not about to go get a Perkins and lug it into my science classroom and take it home like that wasn't logical (laughs) for me. So I'm like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. You know, if I have like parentheses around it, we're going to call that the coefficient. And then I'll just put the number after it and that'll be the subscript. And then Mm. I I would just like write the word yields and go in between. And it was awful. I feel like balancing chemical equations is one of those things that I would enjoy. It's kind of like a crossword puzzle, but with like, not at all like that at all, you know? (laughs) Um. (laughs) One of those things is totally like it, but absolutely not. Yeah, well, like a crossword puzzle with no words or like crossing, like, but it's like yeah. a puzzle. I like that it's like a puzzle and I think yeah, I- Yeah, no, it's fun. I appreciate the process. When I finish, I feel really rewarded, but right. the the idea of actually doing it, especially in Braille, is just, I, I did not like it. I know right. Caitlin did though. Caitlin actually really liked chemistry. I'm talking for her because she is a, you know, she's not with us today. Uh, well, she's- Still AWOL. Yes, but Caitlin actually really liked chemistry and balancing equations. She also had a really good chemistry teacher. My chemistry teacher was fine, but it was a lot of sit and take notes and then do the problems in the back of the book. So it wasn't very hands on. Um, (laughs) Yes, I know some people also use magnetic boards for uh, solving equations or like. Oh, yeah, that seems like that'd be. Yes, like movable braille tiles and things like that. I never yeah. did because I never took the chemistry class. I just kind of had uh, my little unit in physical yep. science. Well, we had a semester dedicated to chemistry and a semester dedicated to physics. Uh-huh. And they were equally terrible. I hated both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for, uh, yeah. So for me, um, in balancing chemical equations, now I am a very auditory learner and I do really well auditorily just because like, um, you know, I, I lost my vision in the middle of eighth grade. And so I didn't have time to really develop my, uh, my braille skills up, up to, to the work that I was doing. Right. Um, and so I really had to rely on, um, on my auditory skills and a, uh, a good memory to, uh, to help me out. And so when it came to my physical science class, I mean, we would just 
he would read me the chemical equation a few times. I would get it in my head. I would visualize it. I would see it kind of just in my, in my mind, I guess. And then I would just sit there and kind of balance it out. And I did it mostly in my head. Um, I think maybe a few times we used, uh, I can't remember, you know, this is my freshman year. It was like four years ago. Right. Um, I think, um, I think we did like for like the first few kind of have like a, a re- representation. For some reason, I remember paper clips. Did you ever use paper clips to represent a chemical equation? No, this was not that kind of teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, my teacher was, he was a really good guy who um, tried to make sure, like, I would come in during, um, we have, like, in a little study hall period kind of in my high school, and so I would come in every now and then we would, and once, because once I got the foundation of kind of how it worked um, using some of the, like, visual things, I was able to pretty much um, do it in my head, um, so, was, you know, as far as I remember, so I just kind of had to, you know, think about it and really understand what it looked like because, you know, the where the parentheses are and stuff can really affect. So you really need to know it very yes. well. And so um, I I'm, was thankful to have a really nice teacher who was able to uh, to read it to me a few times. Obviously, this is outside of class. So thankfully, I wasn't having to take away from any uh, anybody else's learning. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely was not great, though. I I, I mean, I thought it was fun. It just took a lot of effort <laughs> to, yeah. to follow along and do it. But I can't yeah. imagine. I would have been so lost. But even though I'm blind, I am a visual or, I guess, tactile learner. I don't – I mean, I can listen to, like, a book and comprehend or instructions and do it. But trying to hold something like that in my head, I want to be able to read it most of the time. Absolutely, yeah. So, so many people – learn so differently you know what I mean and so right. for for me that was something that that I was able to do and that I enjoy um doing and and that's how I that's how I do math as well um and so because I can if, if for myself since I, I guess this could have you know, me being able to see before could have really helped with this but I will just basically close my eyes and just see uh what the problem is as if I do have a piece of paper and in the numbers written out in front of me and then I can just it's not even remembering as much as it is just recalling sometimes you know what I mean just like right. looking at it almost like I'm reading and it's it's super helpful especially when it came to math and not everybody's like that of course some people really like to be able to have a more hands-on tact you know, tactile and more physical, um, like something that is actually there that they can, that they can touch and, and use and, and move around and stuff like that. And obviously everybody has their own learning styles and every teacher has their own teaching styles. So sometimes <laughs> your learning style and your teaching and your teacher's teaching style won't line up very well. And right. so, I mean, it all comes down to if the teacher is good at being able to adapt for when that situation happens. You know what I mean? And that's what makes, you know, separates a a good teacher from a great teacher, you know? Yes, definitely. And I also think it's really nice since you have had your, since you have had vision in the past, Mm -hmm. you do, you can kind of visualize in your head, whereas, which a lot of blind students can. I know several blind students who can do mental math really well and things like that. And I can really simple things, but the more complicated it starts getting, you know, I just, I want to see it. Um, but a lot of us just don't have the kind of relationship between like numbers and their location on a piece of paper, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to grasp those concepts, but that's just even in general, that's not even entirely just like memorization or anything like that. So that's really interesting that you're able to do that. And I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're, um, I mean, you know, everybody has their own, you know, things that they're, that they're really good at and things that they, <laughs> they aren't so great at. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was super, it's been super helpful for me and I'm, and I'm, and I'm very blessed to be able to, to do that. And then I've developed that and then my teachers really helped me uh, develop that and, and, and have it to be as good as it is now, you know, cause my math teachers before um, were always very, very helpful. And that's what really developed that for me. And so it all comes down to being able to have great teachers, which obviously sometimes is not within a student's control, but right. um, definitely just shows the power of, uh, of teachers and stuff like that. Cause I mean, it's a very useful tool to be able to, to visualize things well, you know, and obviously, you know, not everybody can, or people like to do things another way, not even, not even as much as they can't as, um, I like to do things a different way. And so, Definitely. but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I did uh, for chemical equations and stuff like that. Um, so Macy, what are your experiences with experiments? You know, like, you know, drop this into the beaker and see what color changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Science experiments <laughs> as a blind person, just like the classes in general, are either going to be really good or really bad, and there is never an in-between. They Tends are so awful. I've done so many terrible, terrible things. Uh, one time in the sixth grade, and I still remember it, I <laughs> spilled iodine on the floor, and it's probably still stained that stuff oh, will no, stain, apparently. Not. And right before it, the teacher was like, don't spill this. Like, th this will stain everything. <laughs> and I spilled it. And it wasn't, the worst part is it was in a dropper. So I guess I, like, let go or, like, I don't know if I needed to squeeze or let go, but I did the opposite over the, uh, the floor. So oh, no. that happened. And I just, I'm really fortunate to have enough vision that I can see some of those color changes. Not really like the whole, uh, the experiment we were doing that day, putting iodine on things to detect starches. I can't tell the difference. Uh, but if it's like a beaker full of like the density tubes and things like that, where different colored liquids are floating on each other and things like that, I actually can see well enough to oh, tell yeah. that, which is really, That's really cool. nice because yeah. I know it's got to be a lot harder for you guys having, having even less vision than I do but oh, yeah. in general I still have the uh the blindy kind of clumsiness that I'm not gonna say all blind people are clumsy but you know it, you can't see things you're walking around with a beaker full of whatever and it just it happens it happens, it happens. Uh, so I have that <laughs> I have a lot of interesting experiences there but um Caitlin so Caitlin's back so Caitlin uh do you want to tell us your experiences since you are totally blind and also have been in chemistry classes, whereas Cole and I haven't really done that as much. Absolutely. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize in advance, though, if you guys can hear the fan dehumidifier and exhaustment in the bathroom in the background. There is a great flood occurring in my apartment, so there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on right now. I don't think it's picking up very much, but if it is, I am so sorry. So, I've had a lot of interesting uh, situations arise because of experiments. Most of the issues I've had have arisen from teachers just asking me to do things that are just totally irrelevant to me because I can't see things or having mm -hmm. me do things that I just can't participate in. 
Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that in biology, I was asked to create a model of, I believe, a molecule using colored paper clips. I cannot see said colored paper clips, so you know what I did? <laughs> I made a paper clip chain out of all the paper clips. Uh, I guess you could call it like Wait. an amino acid or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it wasn't molecules. It might have been amino acids. We you... were doing things with colors that I could not see. <laughs> Probably so did protein. you just chain them together for fun? Yeah, I chained them together and brought it to him and was like, I couldn't see the colors, so I made a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I think we had a sub that day, so. Uh, yeah. That's even worse, though, because it's just like inflicting that on a poor, innocent bystander. Oh, the poor yeah, substitutes, man. Yeah, she put the bag time. down, and I was like, are these Braille? Did he leave Braille? Anything? Anything. Was my name mentioned at all in the documentation he left? And she was like, uh, no. And I was like, alrighty. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> yes. I've also been asked to do things like layering liquids and observing the change that occurs, which that's fun. I will say that I did pour the liquids for that one, at least. So I, I contributed. I just couldn't there you go. observe or do the lab sheet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yes. Really, those are the biggest ones that occurred. My chemistry teacher was absolutely fantastic. That's awesome. So we really didn't have any major incidents with experiments. He did a really good job with me in that class. Yeah, that, um, that's good. For me, like in terms of experiments-wise, you know, in physics, um, it's a lot less of the just like, tell me what colors change and stuff like that. Um, we did some stuff like on, um, buoyancy and stuff like that. Um, that was like, we like squeezed, um, a bottle that had these little like things that were floating on top of it. And if you squeezed it hard enough, they would just shoot down to the bottom. Um, which is pretty cool. And I actually like could, when I, when I was squeezing it, I could feel it like hit the bottom. So, I mean, that was something that I was able to like understand. And then like a few other ones we, you know, we talked about like some like like probability type stuff where you would, you know, have a box full of pennies, shake them all. And then uh, once you look at them, you just take out the ones that are all tails or whatever and just see how long it takes you to get all the way to having none left, which was more fun just because I got to do the shaking and I recorded how many were taken out and how many were left and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously, you know, that one is, uh, I mean, it's fine. Um, if If you can't see, I was able to partake in just like recording the numbers and stuff like that and able to do the calculations in terms of percentages and stuff like that and how long it took. So stuff like that. I mean, physics, I think, has some usually pretty decent uh experiments and stuff like that obviously the just like writing everything down um it's just easier if it's like a group thing for somebody else to do (laughs) but um yeah i mean i i've never had some like super awful because i haven't had very many extremely visually based uh experiments my physical science teacher was really good to do things that were like sensory based like we did some shaking stuff she threw like all different shapes of candy into a bucket and i got to shake it and then i got to eat the ones that people pulled out so that was nice Nice. (laughs) Nice. just only you just like everyone pulled them out and then they were like all right feed it to caitlin no (laughs) but they gave me all the red ones and it was nice i appreciated it oh that's nice (laughs) yes and she did like baking soda and vinegar stuff like she was really good to incorporate sound into most everything nice yeah yeah it was really good she let me use my light detector app when we did stuff with light which was cool yes so I actually got a lot out of that class she was fantastic 
she went above and beyond to make everything. Sounds work. like you've had some awesome science. I've had two yes. really, really, really fantastic ones and one not so great. She was fine when she was organized and managed her time effectively. Mm-hmm. And then right. one I loved as a person and he tried and genuinely wanted to be helpful, but he was just just scattered and just didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. Can't get them all. With the clips but he was he had a really good sense of humor so i could be like yo can't see those colors that's <laughs> uh, good he, that's good yeah he was really good because of that he also was the one that put just like uh, i think it was diagrams of was it cells maybe it was in biology too and he put those through the tactile image maker and was under the impression that i could read the raised print if it was put through there and raised up which had Mm. it been large enough i probably could have figured it out but it was teeny tiny handwriting and i was like no no (laughs) yeah i had to walk into my tvi's room with those and be like so uh look what my biology teacher did today yeah <laughs> can you fix this and he was probably so proud of himself after that he too. was so delighted oh. and i mean yeah. i have to give him credit the pictures were good like that part worked it just needed braille labels right yeah well yeah he tried you know i i feel like experiments are usually one of those things where like you can't always have the whole experience but if yeah. you're with a good group of people that's gonna make all the difference because we've done a that lot is, of things yeah, that is true yes we've done a lot of things in biology where you're like you know flip this many pennies and record yep. or whatever and you know of course i'm not gonna be able to tell but i had people in my group well made i have one lab partner who's just really really good and she was very descriptive and of course i flipped some of the the pennies and mm-hmm. like it's made sure that I am involved in whatever's happening, which I think right. is the key point. Like you can have someone describing everything that's happening, but you don't need to be just sitting in a chair while the whole thing happens. You need to be involved in the actual experiment that's taking place. Right. To really take stuff out of it. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's a very good point that, that your group um, is a huge, plays a huge factor in it. How, um, how well just the actual experiment uh, really went, you know, um, yes. for you and stuff like that like that um sometimes it's not you know obviously just the teacher or the experiment itself you know a good group can really um help make you know something that, that would be kind of difficult uh, at least at least okay or semi-enjoyable right. or you know something that is fun just as fun you know as, as it is for everybody else so um yes yeah. so how do you guys feel about plastic versus glass lab supplies like everyone else in my class uses glass <laughs> lab supplies I personally chose to use the plastic ones, and I, I don't want to say it's because I'm blind, but it is because I'm so clumsy. So tell me, do you guys take <laughs> offense when people are like, hey, do you want the plastic ones, or would you guys rather have the plastic ones? I mean, I think I'd rather have plastic ones myself just because I don't, I don't want to be responsible for being an idiot yes. <laughs> and breaking something. You know what I mean? I wouldn't take offense. I mean, if someone said, here, I'll just give you the plastic ones. I'd be like, all right, come on. Right. <laughs> Let uh, me yes. make my decision of my bad clumsiness. My teacher was like, hey, I have plastic lab supplies. Would you rather have those? And I was like, yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> because. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and there's just so many things like, you know, I, I don't want to talk down like blind people, but 
I have walked into so many things and people are moving around in that class. You're doing your experiment, you're going to get supplies and you're holding your little like test tubes. And next thing you know, you bump into someone else and everything drops to the floor and just, you don't have glass going everywhere if that happens. I don't know if that's just my fears though, because I've never actually had that experience, but that's what I'm afraid is going to happen. So I've also never really had that experience. I haven't really ever thought about it. I don't think we've ever had like an option to have plastic versus glass. I actually am pretty confident about like holding and pouring things most of the time. Most of the time my hands are pretty steady. But mm. in a situation like that, like you said, where people are walking around and it's like an unpredictable oh, yeah. environment, I would absolutely rather have plastic just because I am not the only factor involved in that situation. And if I drop something, I'm causing problems for a lot of other people and it's, it's not a controlled environment. Like if I was doing something with glass, whatever, in the context of a space that I was familiar with, with just myself or one other person, I don't care. Glass is right. whatever. I'm yeah, not going to have a massive problem with it. But in a chaotic environment like a biology lab, yes, give me the plastic. <laughs> Yes, right. exactly. Like, I'm not going to go all, buy all plastic baking supplies or something like that because I'm terrified of the glass. But at the same time, when you're in a classroom like that, and like you said, if you do make a mess, it's not, it's so many other people's problem on top of yours that it just, I prefer it. But if you're a science teacher for any reason, please ask your student. And if you're a student for any reason and you would like plastic or have been given plastic and would like glass, don't be afraid to ask Advocate. your teacher. Advocate for Advocate. yourself. Advocate, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, teachers don't just make assumptions based on your students because some people do take offense at people assuming that they want one thing or the other. Like I would probably right. be offended if you just automatically assumed that I wanted plastic. Yes, me too. I mean, that's, like, that's what I was saying. I do the same thing when people in restaurants automatically assume that I want children's cups with lids. Yes. So, oh my gosh, but that what? is so much worse. It Wait, is so what? much worse. We could do a whole other episode on that. Oh my gosh. We need dining episode. Do an episode on restaurants. Let's yes. do it. Oh, yes. Absolutely. All right. Next time. Yes. Next time on the Challenge Solutions Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of all of our take on experiments. Um, what about the dreaded test of them all? The science portion of the ACT. <laughs> <laughs> that reaction Disgusting. was entirely appropriate. Oh, it is so, so bad. If you haven't taken it, I'm sorry if we're scaring you, but be prepared. Well, it's it, just, it's not hard. It's just awful. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yes. the, 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 the graphs, you could be dealt just a bad graph and there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do uh, because then you miss like four questions and that can be very hurtful on a question or on a test when there's only 40 questions. But a bad graph can really like... Oh, I just, there aren't even words <laughs> to describe no. how much I just, and it's, it's the last test that you take. Um, and so you're pretty much done with the ACT at this point. Like mentally, you're just, you're just done. You're tired of it. And, and then the science portion is just, uh, and it, it just, it's more frustrating because it feels like things are more outside of your control. Um, right. Than something like maybe a math or an English sec section where, you know, you feel like, yeah, you know, what, if I don't know it, I don't know 
know it and stuff like that. But with science, I feel like I could know it. It's just, ah, so frustrating. Exactly. I feel like my biggest problem with the science part of the ACT is the fact that I feel like it would be really easy for me if I was cited. Like, I feel like my score would be a couple points higher, at least, just because the Braille graphics are so bad. Like, it's almost not even a measure of your intelligence at this point. It's like, well, am I going to get a good mm -hmm. graph or am I not going to get a good graph? I mean, this isn't super exactly. bad. Exactly. Like, it's just so much out of your control. Yes, ah. yes. And my science score actually dropped from the first time to the second time that I took it. Only by oh, two me points. Too. Me too. So, but, but still, it was just frustrating because my composite would have been higher had I even gotten the same score that I got the time before that but yep. it wasn't because literally I got a question about light reflecting through the lens of a telescope magnifying a tree Ugh. and I was supposed to like measure the magnification and all kinds of things that I mean a Ugh. it's a concept that I don't really understand anyway as a blind person and that I understand I mean that's just one of those things you know if I take in a physics class I might under I might have understood it better but also the the right. diagrams in the book were just like a circle with a tree in it and then it's like well how like it had little ankle measurements but it wasn't clear i don't know enough about the actual topic but i had no idea what was going on in those graphics yeah and it, it was just it was so bad yeah my science score for my first test and my second test dropped by six points oh my word six yeah, tanked my composite. Um, uh, I mean, it, and then and then I had another one. The next one that I did went up by nine. Went up wow. by nine from from so the second to the third. I mean, it right. was it was insane. I mean, it was all over the place, and it it really just felt like uh, you know you could just get a bad graph and it'll it, it hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hurts yes. your score, and it's uh, uh, but like like you were saying, it just feels like it, sometimes it does really feel like ah, you know, if I have a, a few more questions right, if I could just see this, it'd be so much faster as well. You know what yes. I mean? But you know, I mean, so goes the life <laughs> of not right, being able I know. to see. I mean, not but, to be like a salty blind person, you know, like right, it is how right. like it's not ruining my quality of life any. But you just want to be like, why? Why is this thing? <laughs> Right, especially something as important uh, as, as the ACT can be for some people, you know? Yes. Um, so, but yeah, ugh, science portion is, and it's like, it's sometimes it's not even like, what studying can you do? Right. You know what I mean? You right. really can't do much. I mean, obviously you can, you can study to know the material, but sometimes it just always felt like, yeah, I could have studied for this, but I'm not going to have this graph, you know, or this, this table. Yes. Um, and so, well. I feel like the science is the hardest to study for because there oh, is yeah. no strategy that you can use. Like, no. you know, English, you can learn the rules, math, you can learn, of course, and the, even the reading, you can have strategies for how you want to go about it. With the science, exactly. you have no idea what you're going to get. And yeah, yeah. There are some, like, general knowledge questions on there. Like, there are some, you know, you are not going to know this unless you learned it in science class. But most of it right. is just, can you read this graph and tell me what it's saying and tell yeah. me what that means? And if you can't read the graph to start with, then you're not going to know what you're it's done. saying. And you're definitely not yep. going to be able to apply it to a scientific situation. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree. agree. Like, you can't – I had a practice book, and I tried to do the science for uh, – science – practice test but the test that I was actually given had very little in common with the practice test that I did 
So you just really can't prepare for it. And the same can be said from math a little bit. Like I got thrown some weird geometry graphs. Like I, yeah. I'm really bad at math to begin with. I'm not good at math. So disclaimer right there. But some of those graphs, I think my score would have gone higher had I had decent like representations of the things that I was being asked to identify. Right. So there's a little bit of that there, but in you know, ultimately you can learn mathematical formulas and things like that. And like you said, you can study for English and reading, but you could literally be thrown a graph that does not make any sense or is not complete yep. in the Braille form and it won't be good. I actually had the same telescope problem that was the light reflecting off the tree. And mm -hmm. I believe I reported it to ACT. It was like, this is not adequate. Right. Yeah. I questioned a little bit of, is it really not adequate or do I not understand the light? But I right, actually, right. I finally determined, I was like, no, I don't think this is adequate and had my TBI look at it. She was like, uh, I don't think I could figure that out based on what you've been given in that Braille. Book. Right. I remember right. on the, on the test that like dropped my science score by six points, I had this one graph that like, it went like across the page, like over the oh. crease and you're supposed to follow it. Oh, it no. I mean, it was, I don't know if maybe I, it was easier than I, it was like, I was just not, not mm. following it very well. I mean, it was, yeah, definitely, obviously never, if, <laughs> if you can, I don't know, obviously we don't have any control of what's on there, but they should never have a graph go over like across the, the crease, especially if it's like a line thing where you need to follow stuff. I had uh. one like that where you were supposed to trace it. I literally, I had wiki sticks in the room and Oh, that's nice. I don't yeah. know if you're supposed to use them on that. Probably not. <laughs> well, I hope I don't get in trouble by saying this on the internet, but I took wiki sticks and laid them across the page. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, didn't have those things there, but I mean, yeah, and I, I, I may have still gotten in my TBI's the question, room, right? so that was right, right, yeah, that is that is nice, yeah. I mean, I I may have gotten it, but it was just a headache and a half, like just being mm -hmm. like, just being, it was just so frustrating. I just follow and I lost it. Where'd it go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my science score was actually the same both times. I took the test twice and got the exact same score both times. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, some of those questions, I was just like, I don't know. Let's pick C. So yeah. <laughs> I, I guess C was right a lot. I think I had a 28 or 29 in science. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It might've been a 27. It was a 19 in math both times and something else in, I think it was a 26, seven or eight in science. Uh, my science jumped around all over the place. I mean, I, I had a nine point range and mm -hmm. had a lot of things in between. It was, it was, it was, it was awful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, mine's hit within two points, so I can't complain too much, but it's just like, it's just frustrating. Like, you know, I think we could rename this the the Blindies Gripe podcast, except not really, but like, I, I hate griping about it, but also it's one of those things that you're just like, why? Like, this could be fixed. Like, are you not mm -hmm. testing this with actual blind people? Because they could definitely tell you that this is not an appropriate means of testing a blind student. It's not even really an appropriate means of testing sighted students. Like, it's been shown that standardized testing doesn't really accurately reflect the oh, yeah. like right. intelligence and capability of any student necessarily. Like, they're considering doing away with some of it in some places. Right. So it's right. really bad that. knowing that, but yes, especially for blind students or students with any kind of disability, really, 
it's just not a good model. And also now mm-hmm. they're switching to virtual, which has that sounds... its pros, but also has a lot of cons. Yeah. Yes. I mean, do you know how they're handling like like pictures and stuff? The, so I did testing for the park test in 10th grade. I think ninth because mm-hmm. it was my sixth. Yes. Okay. Ninth grade. And it actually was not awful. Like, I do have to give them credit. They did a really good job. Hmm. Really? I hated it. Well, <laughs> mine was so they bad. They did a good job given what they had to work with, and they took some suggestions that I gave them and, like, actually put in some alt text. Like, there was alt text. I have to That's give good. credit because there That's was good. alt text. Right. Right. But ultimately, like, no matter how much alt text you put on a picture and how detailed it gets – you're going to have the problem of you're reading one line at a time with a screen reader or a braille display, Uh, or your screen reader is going to read the whole chunk of alt text. And you're going to have to listen to that every single time uh, you're trying to go back and find one piece of information. It's not practical or effective. And it takes away from your time limit. Yes. It takes forever. It's just, it's not, not fair or equal. I hate to say not fair, but it really isn't fair. (laughs) <laughs> well, I feel like right. in those situations, like, I didn't realize you took the park online. I was in sixth grade. I took it in a hard, I took it in Braille. Like, I had I a Braille test Braille, but I tested online. They asked me to do beta for them. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah, so, so my actual score came from the Braille, but yes. I did beta for them online. Gotcha. Yes. But, yeah, I think this kind of just goes to say, like, if you are a blind student and you're having like trouble with especially the science i mean the act in general but especially this if you're not having the score that you want you're not the only one and i mean it's all of us it's a problem you're valid it does not contribute to your uh level of intelligence oh yeah it's it yeah it's just a very frustrating (laughs) part of the exam and unfortunately i don't know how if or when that's going to change, you know? Right. It's like, I wish I could give some strategies. Um, All I can really say is get really good at reading graphs. (laughs) Right. But it's all about the graph that you're given, really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But get good about following lines and things like that, you know, if if you haven't had much experience with that. Uh, But that's about all I can give. Does anyone else have any pointers? Still don't like it. Take your time, I guess. I mean, um, I, I did, I did get hurt on time limit, uh, once, but I mean, is if you, you don't, don't rush through those graphs because you're going to miss, you know, you're going to misguide yourself on what that graph looks like. Um, and that can really hurt, uh, your score and stuff like that. So take I mean, every just, second of the time you have available. Yes, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Go back and check all your answers. If you have time. Yes. Something that I would usually do. I did this on the math section as well Is I would just like, basically like, tell my TVI like, Hey, can you like Mark or, or, you know, this, uh, or remember this question uh, to come back to once I finished everything. Cause I, I maybe did d- didn't feel as confident in that one or I just didn't do it. And was just like, I'm going to skip this one and go to other stuff. Cause you can't afford to waste time working on something that you may never get and not get to the stuff that you could have gotten had you had the time. You know what I mean? So right. I go, go through notes. everything. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Go, go through everything and then, and then come back 
um, yeah. to the ones that you didn't feel as confident. I had a Perkins so. brailler with a sheet of paper in it, and I just wrote the numbers of the questions that I wanted. Nice. To yeah. Yes. So just kind of what yeah. I, you know, whatever works. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Just be able to make sure you go back to the, if you had the time, absolutely go back to stuff you didn't feel as confident about. Yes. And also, you know, of course, take your time with all the graphs that you have, but if you see something that's just absolutely horrendous, like a picture of a telescope, um, <laughs> you can always skip that and come back to it later. Like you don't have to oh, yeah. dedicate 30 yep. minutes to reading that one graph because 30 minutes is literally how long it may take for you to interpret that so you know if you don't have a time there go to something that you know you know how to do but then like they said be sure that you come back to everything that you weren't confident about and even if you were confident about everything go read through all the all the questions because you will probably find something Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yes. if you're going to guess on it anyways, don't spend 30 minutes if you're just going to guess. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. Also, if you do see something that is just truly terrible and not adequately adapted for the visually impaired, mm -hmm. report it to the people. Like, yes. it might yes. not go anywhere. They might not do anything about it, but at least you have done your part in reporting yeah, it absolutely. and saying, hey, this is not a valid question to ask a blind person, at least not in the format that you've presented it in. Right. right. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Well, as much as we kind of hate to end on a uh, terrible testing note, we are going to wrap this up here. We hope you found this helpful or at least entertaining. If you do have any questions or suggestions for future content, you can contact us in the comments on any of our YouTube videos or in the contact form at challengesolutions.org. For more content like this, you can check out the Challenge Solutions blog, podcast, and YouTube channel. All those will be linked in the show notes. Thank you for watching, and we hope to see you in the next episode of the Challenge Solutions podcast. Okay. Great I see. I'm going, I'm going right now. Three, two, one, cut. Hello. <laughs> what? What even happened? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Whew, I'm ready. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Where Wait, did Caitlin. you save that? Because your MacBook is running out of storage. I saved it on my MacBook. Macy, it's going to go. Where do I, where do I need to save it? Uh, anywhere other than that MacBook. Because <laughs> I don't think you're going to have enough storage to save probably a two-hour Zoom recording. The paper that you use in those, I... What? Oh my gosh, that's, uh, hold on. <laughs> that's an alarm, hold on, I'll be back in a second. I didn't think I had anything said. Okay, hold on. Coffee break. Craftsman paper is disgusting. <laughs> I forgot to give a disclaimer. You did. I think I made a weird mouth noise. You did. You're not having to, um, um, yeah? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you're not having to have a bunch of random objects and remember like, okay, okay, the paper clippers. My para was so, she was really, really good at using WikiSix. She was a very, uh, very arts and crap, uh, art. Yes, definitely. And, wait, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
Okay. So this is going to be the most mellow blooper reel that we've ever had because all the bloopers are I know. Going, well, it's just it's just sad. We're missing it's a It's not member. the same with Caitlin's. It's not the, it's definitely not not the same. I have no one to fuel my own hysterical laughter. Yeah, that's usually how it all spirals. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like the trains are still mainly on track and I don't I don't it kind of makes my heart hurt. Yeah, I feel like our trains are quite empty. They don't make as loud of a crash when they hit each other, you know? We have COVID trains. COVID. <laughs> yes, yes. My, so my biology class that I'm in right now, which is the same teacher that I had for biology in the 10th grade when I took just normal biology. So my AP biology teacher that I have now, who's the same teacher... I'm ready. I'm ready. You should know that I wore shorts again and my legs, they're getting imprinted. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Three. I'm Are ready. You? Don't laugh. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. I didn't laugh. Was it a sigh? Was that a disappointment sigh? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> Macy, I would never. I would never disappointment sigh you. Aw, thank a, you. It was a tired sigh. I went to sleep at three. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. All right, we're good. We're good. Okay. We're good. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Okay. Hold on. We're at a stopping point. My dog's just scratching at the door. I'm letting in real fast. I need coffee. Coffee. <laughs> 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 I feel like I sounded like a caveman. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> you have to blooper this, Caitlin. All right. All right. Can I see you there. I have caffeinated. Nice. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Um, I was gonna lead into uh, chemistry. Okay. I didn't actually take a chemistry course, so. Ooh. Well, I didn't either, but I got some in physical science, so we'll just go with it. And Caitlin, if you right. are yeah, at all fine. able to chime in at this point, you may not because things may be falling through your ceiling. That is okay. Can we get an update though? She, are you okay? I should maybe wait for her. I don't know if she has her. I thought she would put her AirPods in so that she could still hear the conversation and then just just chime back in. But I don't think that's what happened. I mean, she may not be of capability to respond right now. So. That is also uh... best wishes go out to Caitlin wherever you are in your apartment. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my. Um. Okay. What? You're oh, yes, chemistry. yes, yes. <laughs> but she actually... Oh, I dropped my earbuds. <laughs> I'm back, guys. It's... Indefinitely. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, You're here what just... Happened? Wait, yeah, also, what happened? Y'all want the story now or after the recording stops? After, because this is taking up space on my hard drive. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Uh, okay, what are we I doing? think that might have been inappropriate, but... Uh, <laughs> we are just starting experiments, and I'm going to uh, explain my experiences with experiments, and I'll pass it off to you when I'm finished. Sound good? Yes. I will okay. mute again so the dehumidifier is not in the background of my audio. <laughs> okay. Huh. Or that I just should not be... What was that? <laughs> There's like a... <laughs> that was Cole laughing. That was that be going. <laughs> okay. Well, Wait. Did I, did I sound like a like a like a plane taking off? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. You sounded like I thought the ceiling was coming down and then <laughs> <laughs> stuff was sliding into something. Uh, I no, I was just kind of like doing like the little like. Psh, 
type thing. Okay, yeah. well, it was really loud through my earbuds, and I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> Cole's officially made his, for his sound you. effect for the day. Yes. Yes. Next time on the Challenge Solutions Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would say let's incorporate a segment like that, but we should not because we don't plan effectively. No, 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 no. We, like, we would have to have things recorded in the future. Yeah. We'd have to have no. Problems. We can't no. though because I keep having problems. Oh. Uh, you go because my ice maker's running. It would be easier. Like this task oh, yes. would not be hard to a robot. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You, you, you did. You did. You did go that robot. That went real bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're good. Um, just re- just restate it from where you were. Yes. Like before I talked. You yes. Um. Right, right, exactly. Like I feel like my biggest problem with the the three, two, one, cut. Right, right, exactly. I feel like my biggest part with the we are gonna wrap this up here. Um. <laughs> Why is it always the outro? I, but I want. You want to say, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the Challenge Solutions blog, podcast, and YouTube channel. Yes, that's what, exactly what I, what I want to say. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's not just me. Okay. Um. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> oh, we hope you found this helpful. Yes. Uh. Just do it over. Okay. Just three, two, one, and do it over. No, no. I'm starting here. I'm ready.